another episode of Murder, Myth, and Mystery. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mary, and I'm joined with Janine and Eric. Say hi. Hello. Hi, guys. Are you excited? I am. Can you believe it's February? I can't. Holy shit. Did you do any resolutions or are you following them? February resolutions? Well, no. I mean, so far, like, have you... (laughs) Because usually people drop off by now. I did not make resolutions. So I did a few in January. I shared a couple in our group page. And um, so I, (laughs) Laura at work was making fun of me because I said my, one of my resolutions was to start a book, (laughs) but I meant to read a book each month. (laughs) And she's like, just start a book, huh? Just any book. And I was like, wait, oh yeah. yeah, yeah." Anybody could do that. I know. So I did finish a book. I read uh, Swimsuit by James Patterson. How'd you like it? Uh, not the best of his yeah, work. I know I hated that I was one like, too. Really disappointed, but I was just like, oh, I gotta finish it. Mm. And then I was like, why did I finish it? <laughs> um, my other resolutions were to donate to a charity, a new charity, because I have my favorites, so I'm trying to branch out from there. And then to do a good deed a day. And I got all of them done. What do you classify as a good deed? Yeah. Uh, not. Is this like your classification or? <laughs> no, I don't want to say because I have a lot Her of Her good deed is Eric is still alive. She's like, I didn't slam the door in your face. No. <laughs> um, I will go out of my way and rush ahead of someone to open the door if their hands are full or I'll hold it open longer. Um, I leave little notes on people's desks that don't even know me at work that I saw them and just say like, oh, I liked your shoes today. Or, oh, that's so um, stalkerish. <laughs> no, I don't think you so. You look really like, pretty getting more ready this morning. <laughs> no, I saw you walking it's in. It's like those notes that you find in the bathroom, like remember to smile, you're beautiful. Just those little little notes on people and doing things and trying to be more patient. So you're creeping out your workmates, basically. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. Right. Fuck it. <laughs> I will never do a good deed or be nice to you two. That's for sure. I think right. that you're doing great as doing good deeds. Yeah. Dirty deeds, on the other hand, are much more fun. <laughs> and they're done dirt cheap. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dirty deeds are amazing. Right. <sighs> so, uh, where the hell was I? Oh, yes. Um <laughs> For those of you who did not listen to last week's podcast or just totally spaced on it, the Moonbeams Wax Dill is still up and going for the whole month of February. If you want to buy some yummy smelling waxes, we have gotten a promo code with Moonbeams Wax. That uh, if you go to their website, which is Moonbeams, plural, wax, <laughs> melts with a Z, dot com. And choose out all your flavors that you want to do and all that. There we have a special promo code of, do you remember what it is, Janine? MMM cow. Yes, it is. <laughs> MMM cow. And that'll get you 10% off your order. So you always hear us talking about Moonbeam's wax and how much Mary is just obsessed with them. And it is true. If I could show you guys, we have probably like <laughs> probably like 60 different uh, waxes in our Easy. in our cupboards. And it was funny. Like I like how he's trying to defend you because I'm like, well, you need new ones for new seasons. And Eric's like, how many seasons are there? I say that all the time. I'm like, I can't burn a pumpkin spice and well, like I have, summer. I have Sam Hain. I can't burn Sam Hain right now. You can only burn can't. that one day of the year. Well, I can only burn it during October. Oh, okay. And for the record, I do give a lot of my wax away. So I'm like, oh, check out this lady's wax. Charity. It's so weird. <laughs> check out this lady's wax. I know. Okay, God, I'm just fucking creepy today. Sorry, everybody. Jeez, Mary. Sorry, my good deeds and trying to be nice to random people. It's because we just, just don't trust it. We know there's some kind of alternative, Whatever. ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm probably Thank the you. nicest out of you three fuck nuts. Wow. As, as she calls us fuck as nuts. she calls us fuck nuts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who's that third person? Clark. <laughs> There's only two other people here. Clark. Oh, my gosh. I, I feel the urge to look over my shoulder right now. <laughs> as I'm waving to Clark hold on, over there. Hold on. Speaking, you know how I was teasing you with bathroom lives in the wild clarks for those that don't remember um that night i did scare myself <laughs> you said you were going to i totally did um i still scare myself to the <laughs> to today and then it didn't help that uh eric and i usually get up around 4 30 and we walk the dogs and play with them and everything have breakfast 
and so on. But uh, Louie was down in the bathroom, like, playing with someone and very happy, like, doing his Lulu happy dance to Uh see you kind of thing. And then Eric (laughs) called him out and he's like, Louie, who are you talking to? And he's just like, oh, like, looked really shy and then kind of looked back into the bathroom. And I'm like, He was playing with Clark. It was Clark. Clark likes him. Clark, we're cool. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good in the head. Weirdo Clark. <laughs> uh, Bloody Valentine. Mm-hmm. If you haven't sent them already, please do so. Uh, it is the limit, right? How, the limit? I don't know. <laughs> Are we well, taking was, it to the limit? I was trying to think of Take when this show would air. Uh, this February is gonna. 5th. This is on February fifth. Oh, so if you have not sent it's them, it's literally February fourth. What are you talking? About? <laughs> Hush, you. If you have not sent them by now, you are officially in trouble with Mary. Well, Mary did give them the okay to say get them out by the fifth last week. So get them the hell out, guys. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. If you are participating in the My Bloody Valentine thing, which for those of you who are going, what the hell is the My Bloody Valentine program? It is on the Facebook page. I don't know. But it was just to, uh, there was a suggestion to do like a a Valentine gift exchange, kind of like the Secret Santa. And I was just like, how about we do a Valentine card exchange? So make it, buy a card, Buy one of those Harmons that are like the grocery store ones yeah. that have like a ton and just send it. It's a stamp. Yeah, we just gave a shout out to a local grocery know, store that sorry. nobody outside of Utah has any idea what we're talking about. I caught about. it. I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. But if you just want to send us weirdos some Valentines, uh, our P.O. box, we have, you can attention it if it's to one particular person, our name, or if it's to all of us, Murder, Myth, and Mystery, and it's P.O. box 972 Midvale, Utah, 84047. Boom. And, and as always, please do not send anthrax. <laughs> no, no anthrax, nothing deadly, please. <laughs> I'd appreciate that for one anyway. Uh, another quick note here is this is our final episode that is going to be published. Ever. On, <laughs> ever. We're done. We're, we're I know you should up. have been like, no. this is our final episode. Final episode, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. That will only be published on. <laughs> this is our final episode that will be ever be published on. Well, not ever because things could change. But for now. Uh, that will that will be posted on SoundCloud. So if you are listening to us from SoundCloud, you're gonna have to find us in another channel. Um, SoundCloud does not subscribe to RSS feeds, so it doesn't just pick us up from other channels out there. So uh, you can pick us up literally pretty much anywhere else: iTunes, <laughs> uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, which is where we are now going to be living here with our little hosting service. And the app is so great. Oh, the app is awesome. We have our own little website as well that we're currently working on. It's still a work in progress that's on there. But Janine's in charge. So. Janine is restructuring it. So if you go to the website on there, if you go to Podbean, you, you, you click on our thing there, you'll find our website. It is just mmmpodcast.podbean.com podbean.com and uh but right now it's just our episodes that are on there but we are we do have some big plans to build this thing into mm-hmm. a, a fun little website on there um i'm currently going back through all the episodes we're funny first of all <laughs> 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 but um i am listening to the old episodes and uh getting things that we call out or side reference and so ultimately with janine and her awesome um web building skills we will have the podcast that you can listen to and then there will be um the drop down so you can see everything that was mentioned so if we said oh hey check out this movie it will be there if there was a book mentioned or all of that you you get the gist. Janine's got mad skills. <laughs> she does. I can't wait <laughs> to learn these mad skills. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She's doing mad you. skills for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost all the way through. <laughs> the first chapter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, Janine does have some mad skills. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of Janine's mad skills, Janine. I have murder. You do have murder. Uh, some today. mad skills with some murder. Uh, she's got mad murdering skills. Also, would I, you say, hey, hold on, skills that kills? <laughs> oh, oh, skills that Mary's not laughing. Oh, come on, it's a thing. That was good. That was no? good. No, oh man, tough crowd. Hey, uh, I just wanted to mention to 
uh, drunk Janine episode will come sometime soon. <laughs> We're has- hoping to get it out uh, by the end of February, but if anything, yeah. it might be the first of March. I just don't get drunk enough. To <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. It's really just Eric and I trying to hold it up. Like, on when is she going to have to spend the night? <laughs> or should we Uber her? <laughs> <laughs> We're figuring out the logistics for a drunk Janine My My episode. brother drives for Lyft now, so I will just ping him and be like, hey. Oh, really? Come get me. Nice. Janine, you can spend the night, dum-dum. Yeah. Oh, I'm worried about Clark. Clark he, is friendly. He molested me last time. Oh. He wanted to touch some. Boobies. You call it molestation, but you wanted it. You were. You were. Whatever. Uh. So murder. <laughs> My face was saying no. <laughs> anyway, now we're we're getting all rapey with Clark here. So <laughs> rapey. all right, all right. So uh, we're going to talk about the Westport murders. This was recommended to us by Maureen. Oh, her? Just yeah. kidding. Who? Shout out to Maureen. <laughs> she knew? Knew to the girl? Don't know her. <laughs> Maureen who? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hi, Maureen. Hi, 5B. So this is a story about body snatchers. Potty snatchers? Like they steal your shit? She said body. body. Oh. <laughs> what the hell? What's a potty snatcher? They steal your shit. So why would you want a potty? Well, why would you want wait, your body wait. snatched? Maybe she's going to talk about that guy who would hide in porta potties and snap pictures of your See? of your bum and you poop Oh, in. like down below? Yeah, he would yeah. climb into the porta potties. Oh my God, that's insane. Well, and he was only caught because someone who might spread their legs a little more than the normal person saw a flash. There's going to be chemicals down there. Oh, he don't care. He <laughs> Obviously. loves that, that bum in that poo. <laughs> He's he's, oh he's dedicated to his extracurricular Poppy? activities. Yeah. So I'm sorry, okay. your, your your B sounded like a P. No, it did not. It, it did not. Potty snatchers. It is not the potty snatchers. <laughs> it is the body snatchers. And I'm going to give you just a little bit of a background information. Okay. I just want to point out real quick that Louis is giving Eric like the dirtiest the biggest look. side eye. Oh yeah, I'm giving some serious. <laughs> he's rolling side his eye. eyes like at you. This dude. You can do it, buddy. Uh-oh, uh-oh, you're tripping on, on wires. There you go. Mom's helping you out. All right. <laughs> we love Louie. He's Call coming to cuddle. <laughs> anyway, please proceed with your potty snatchers. <laughs> In 1506, the Scottish surgeons first obtained legal right to dissect bodies of criminals who were put to death. But the demand for the bodies soon out- outpaced the supply. Thus, the body snatchers, also known as the resurrectionists, were born. These are men who will dig up freshly buried cor- corpses and sell the cadavers to medical schools for a handsome profit. And they pawned off the, the, the cadavers' goods as well. Mm-hmm. Or made creatures out of them. What? <laughs> Mary Shelley? Frankenstein. Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> yes, Mary Shelley did make a, a monster out of them. <laughs> so this continued throughout the 1800s because grave robbing became so popular that families started to guard their loved ones for 24 hours to ensure that they would not be taken by the body snatchers. They also devised ways like cages that they would put over the graves so that the people couldn't dig them up. At this time in Edinburgh, Scotland, they were spearheading the medical science research and it required a lot of bodies to study. So Dr. Robert Knox was desperate for cadavers. That's so funny. Desperate for cadavers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was known that he would pay money for them. So that's kind of the background here. Do you know who else was a famous body snatcher? Who? Da Vinci. What? Leonardo oh, da Vinci. Oh, because he did he did experiments and mm-hmm. he would d- study the anatomy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. he would he would steal them from the grave. He was a grave <laughs> robber. But see, the thing is, is you had to get him. Well, for the for the schools, you had to get him in within the first twenty four hours. Right, you want a fresh. The, yeah, gotta have a fresh body. Nobody wants a stanky body. Yeah, no. It wouldn't work nowadays though, because we do the embalming. True. True, so. but yeah, when was Da Vinci fourteen hundreds or whatever fifteen hundreds? So yeah. Yeah. Right around that same time. Yeah. All right. So in between eighteen twenty seven and eighteen twenty eight, William Burke and William Hare 
became the most famous of the body snatchers without digging up one grave. They were dun, stealing dun, bodies dun. without... Wow, yeah. okay. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, they were two Irish immigrants who partnered up and they killed over 16 people within... Sorry, I said over, but they killed exactly 16 <laughs> I'm like, that's a strange number to say over. Over 17.3 people. <laughs> In a 10-month period for the sole purpose of selling the bodies for money. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. So they're murdering and selling yeah. the body. Wow. But because body snatchers was what, how they associated all the people at this time, they still referred to them they as They were snatching snatchers. live bodies. So they were bodies. doing a little H.H. Holmes where he was killing yes. people and then cleaning Something. off their 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 flesh and meat and selling their bones. Oh, yeah. That's right. He was selling the skeletons. Skeletons, yeah. yeah. Oh, these guys were selling the flesh and the meat, too. But oh. not like H.H. Holmes. They were selling everything. Oh, hey. Not a drop yeah. to waste. Yeah. I like it. All right. Burke and Hare met at West Point Edinburgh in a boarding house ran by Hare and his wife, Margaret. Burke was a patron at the house. One evening, one of the residents at the house died a natural death. The man wasn't staying with any family, so seeing an opportunity... Burke convinced Hare to sell the body to Dr. Knox. Hare claimed he was only doing it because the man owed him money for the room. But the idea emerged and both men wanted to make money. Burke and Hare no longer waited for their victims to die of natural causes. They first preyed upon tenants at the boarding house. Margaret, Hare's wife, and Helen McDougall, which was the girlfriend of Burke, she was a Scottish woman, and they, they met at the boarding house. Uh, they would aid the two men by leading victims to the boarding house. At one point, Helen McDougall's own relative became a victim. So she sacrificed one of her own. Damn. Wow. Well, you know, that doesn't really surprise me, though, because you got to be a pretty cold-hearted person to do this right? knowingly. Right. So to avoid suspicion, it didn't take long for the two men to move on to prostitutes and strangers on the streets of Edinburgh. Since their victims' corpses were to be used for scientific education of future doctors, Burke and Hare understood that the cadavers needed to show no signs of violent of a violent death. It only would draw the arrow right back to them. So they couldn't use poison. They couldn't use, you know, strangulation. strangulation no knives, stabbing, no guns. Yeah. yeah. So they developed a trademark method of suffocation, which would later become known as burking. Burking. <laughs> yeah. yep. Okay. It was a way to murder their victims without leaving a trace. Well, back then without leaving okay. a trace. Burke would sit on the victim's chest, which reduces the airflow into the lungs, and then hair would cover the mouth and nose. So essentially they're suffocating them without choking them. Got it. Okay. How are they? Are they doing this like in their sleep or something? No, I mean. It, so they actually um, try to target victims that had been drinking. So uh, like they'd either passed out or they're inebriated. So they tried to target them that so they wouldn't fight. Got it. Okay. As common with serial killers, Burke and Hare targeted victims that were the poorest and undesired. They hunted for their victims around grass market area, which was the area where there was the, a large market and that's where the public gallows were. So it was the home for the urban poor. Oh, okay. Burke and Hare wanted to target people whose absence would not be noticed, common with serial killers. Their victims included a cinder gatherers, washerwomen's prostitutes, and poor Irish immigrants. To Burke and Hare, these people were worth more dead than alive, which... Wow. Just sad. That is sad. So some of the medical students started to grow suspicious. Uh, they were suspicious of Dr. Knox when they started recognizing some of the cadavers. Mm -hmm. James Wilson, known as Daft Jamie, was 18-year-old fixture on the Edinburgh, Edinburgh Street. He wandered the streets often barefoot, and he had a deformity in his feet, so he was really recognized. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, when Wilson's body was brought to Knox's office, he had his his assistant immediately recognized him. So Knox had him remove his head and his feet to avoid him from being identified. Because wow. he's like, because he's like, oh shit. Yeah. 
And that's just the doctor was just paying money for the body. So he wasn't even doing the killing. Right. He doesn't know what's going on, but he's like, I'm not touching this with a 10 foot pole. Okay. So Knox's students also recognized a number of the local prostitutes whose bodies would turn up at the school, (laughs) which I just think is funny. It's like that they recognized. Oh, that's easy, Mary. They're like, hey, Paul, you know, the, you know, Samantha here. He's like, oh, no, never seen her. That's easy, Mary. So Burke, Burke and Hare were caught when two guests at the boarding house grew suspicious after another guest had gone missing. That was so Bless cute. You. Sorry. Hold on, we need to, we need to no, acknowledge no, no, that. No, keep going. Let's edit. <laughs> that was adorable. <laughs> so they were caught after two guests at the boarding house grew suspicious when another guest disappeared. The couple searched the house and found the missing body under Burke's bed. It's a good enough place to put a body. Right? That's where I had mine. Right. That's where most people keep them. Nope. Not most people. So Hare was offered immunity to testify against Burke because apparently all of the evidence was circumstantial. Gotcha. Finding a body under your bed was not enough it to convict you. It was there when you. I got here. <laughs> I'm holding I'm it for ho- a friend. I'm just I'm holding, holding it for a friend. friend. That's, That's what I was going to say. Gonna say. Uh, <laughs> jinx. <laughs> um, so he actually, they he got a deal that complete immunity and Burke was tried and found guilty and his death sent his murder uh, his sentence was death he got immunity and the other guy got death Full when immunity. they both were they were both in on it also both women Margaret and Helen yeah neither of them got um any sort of punishment wow what? and Dr. Knox never got any sort of punishment that's a bunch of bullshit right? dude right so Burke was hanged January 1829, and for his pro- for his protection, Hare was kept in prison for a few days after Burke was hung, and then they snuck him out of town. So yeah, because Ma- everybody's like, "Wait a right, second. right? So Margaret and Helen disappeared. They kind of disappeared from record, but they think that Helen ended up in Australia, and Margaret may have went back to Ireland. That's a long ways away. Yeah. Burke's execution was a public affair. There was a crowd around 20,000. Whoa. They gathered to watch his his hanging. Justice was served. This is this is what where I think it gets good. <laughs> he was publicly dissected at the Edinburgh Medical College, but they didn't stop there. The dissection of Burke's body being public, they took all of the body parts and they made book covers and um like a necronomicon yeah they they turned him into souvenirs essentially so they they wasn't out a coin purse yeah well out of his skin they made calling card holders which it wasn't a coin purse it was calling card holders and a lot of book covers out of his skin and then they took his skeleton and left it on display you know where i bet she went adelaide oh yeah that's where they all go right all the serial killers (laughs) Yeah, Adelaide. It makes sense. <laughs> so one student at the university even claimed that they used Burke's blood as ink. Ugh. I don't know how good of an ink that would make, but I just think it's so bizarre. And that that fucking college is haunted, like no doubt. It, what what school is it again? <laughs> uh, Edinburgh. Let's see, that that one was the University of Edinburgh. Edinburgh. And the dissection was done at Edinburgh Medical College. So is it really haunted or are you just saying it has to be? I tried to find out if it was haunted and I just kept getting a list. It's just of, a Janine theory. A list of haunted places in Scotland. And I always get confused on the name because I, I I thought it was Edinburgh is how, it it's, how it's. But it's a GH on the end. And I, and I believe and I could be totally wrong that it that it, it's pronounced like Edinburgh. Is Maybe how they it's just the it. accent. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally the accent. I mean, it's rhyme or reason. I have no idea. But and the, whatever accent you're hearing now, it's it's me saying it right it's with an accent. Eutonics. <laughs> Edinburgh, Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh. I don't know. So the skeleton. So uh, the skeleton remains on display today in the co- at the college museum, and one of the books made out of the, his skin is. Um, at the police museum on the Royal Mile, Edinburgh. That's fucking cursed, yeah. Yeah, right? They're totally haunted. Real quickly, because I was swallowing some water before you moved on. I work with some global teams who are half Scottish and um, Irish yeah. folks, and they both pronounce it 
differently in the oh, way oh, that really? you... Oh, mm-hmm. really? Hmm. So Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Right. Yeah, I mainly hear, though, from that global team, it's Edinburgh. Berg? Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. So okay. I don't know. I just think But it's they're some... Irish, though, aren't we... they? Uh, well, well, she said Irish and, and Scottish. Scottish. Okay. Yeah. So, but they both pronounce... I've heard both sides of them saying the same. All right, Scottish listeners, let us know. I know. <laughs> well, that's what I'm just saying. Yeah. I think it might come right from the accent just on the thing yeah right okay so funny enough they were only paid the sum of seven ten shillings for each cadaver which all of them added together would equate to about six hundred dollars seven ten i'm I'm confused seven ten shilling i'm confused by what that means it means a little bit over seven like seven dollars and ten cents kind of thing like seven pound ten Ten pence. It's seven ten shillings. <laughs> I'm just laughing because she's like looking free. She's just she's repeating looking, the same thing over and over she's again. She's looking at her notes, looking at you, looking at her notes. <laughs> I'm kind of, like her eyes are getting bigger. <laughs> I don't know what the. It's a little bit over seven shillings. Like I don't know what's. It's not less to than eight shillings, but more than six. Seven point one shillings. <laughs> I don't look. I just I just do the research. I don't make up the how they how they label and spend their money. Oh, okay. <laughs> when it comes down to is it's equivalent to six hundred dollars per body <laughs> or was that all in no, all after all everything together. total oh god that's not much at all no no uh that's they, a bad racket the west point murders is what it's it what is is what it became because of the area they were in and the in 1832 because of these murders they created the anatomy act which changed the way cadavers could be provided for medical science. So this allowed families to donate bodies mm-hmm. to medical science, and then also unclaimed bodies could go to medical science. Uh, before that, they wouldn't allow them to donate. John and Jane Doe's, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I mean, it, it, the bodies are invaluable when it comes to scientific thing, and there was actually a great discussion about it on our Facebook page uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, people I, talking about the uh, don't would you want to have you your body do donated? Yeah. Which I was like, I'm not using it anymore. I am. You're no, still using. No, it. You're I'm still not. using my body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you using his body for after he dies? <laughs> She's like doing spells and shit. Uh, Let's move on. No, I meant I am also donating. Like I'm a donor, but then uh, for the longest time, I thought I wanted to be like turned into. A, a, a diamond. diamond or a tree but ultimately like i'm probably not gonna like jackson's soon-to-be wife <laughs> Where? So i don't want my ring to be passed down to her you don't want her wearing your body that was made into a diamond <laughs> um i think it's really cool that you could be turned into a vinyl but i'll probably end up at a thrift store i like how you say jackson's soon-to-be wife as if he's going to get married anytime well, no, soon yeah. he doesn't well, even have a future. girlfriend he is 17 and no, in no, utah no. he's not getting married anytime soon i just meant future that's what i meant to say you don't uh, want her wearing you <laughs> that would be weird that, that so just, the fact, wear just the fact that she would be willing to wear you is weird <laughs> hey, i would not honor. but the vinyl thing is pretty cool but again like i don't have anyone to pass it down to yeah the vinyl thing is pretty cool you make your own little message and stuff like that before you die the and- tree's gonna get cut down there's a mushroom you could be turned into a mushroom farm but I might as well just Gross. be on a body farm. <laughs> so sexy. Yeah. So Good times. neither of you or both of you would want to be donated. Yeah, I don't mind. But I don't, I don't care. care. I don't want to be buried. How about that? I think that's a waste of space. That's dumb, in my opinion. For me. That's dumb for me. Yeah, I'm a donor and then like I said, just use my body. For do you what think you that do. there will be anything left of your liver to donate? <laughs> There's not anything of it now. Oh, wait, that <laughs> record, I don't drink as much as people think I do. Like, I haven't had a drink since uh beginning of, like, a full-on drink of wine was probably for Friendsgiving. On mine and Eric's uh, Christmas party, I had, like, a Utah pour of wine, and I had a sip and didn't finish it. I haven't had a drink in over a month and a half 
Wow. I don't drink as much as people say I do either. Janine brought yeah. over beer. Janine. And that was the first beer I've had in like a month. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. It's, right. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. I've been drinking wine this month. Oh, <laughs> good times. Silly. The, <laughs> good times. The West Point murder. That's still ridiculous that hair and the girls oh, got free. let off no punishment. Right? I mean, they had to spend in jail for like a week or whatever he right? did anyway. And he was like, he was like 100% part of the murders right? because he was the yeah. one suffocating yeah. them. Yeah. If anything, he Took was doing people. more of it than Burke. Took two people. Take, yeah. Yeah. Damn, dude. That's crazy. And cruel to turn on your buddy like that, dude. That's that's low, man. <laughs> that is low. And then to have the, not just turn on him. I mean, yeah, he was publicly executed, flayed, yeah, turned into fucking books and shit, souvenirs, souvenirs. And- yeah, whatever your card holder thing is. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, we that sucks. <laughs> I mean, not to just. I mean, obviously, murdering people sucks even more. But yeah. so does so does stealing bodies out of graves. That, yeah, which is another reason you shouldn't be buried. Is <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. Right there. And getting cremated or being donated, I don't need to worry about it. There you go. Um, All right. All right, Mary. Murray. That's to you. All right. <clears throat> Thank you. Sorry. Uh, I'm myth. You were myth. <laughs> no, you're Mary. <laughs> Just had a moment, a senior moment. Mm. <laughs> so my myth comes from uh, Maryland, which I like to pronounce Maryland for obvious reasons. <laughs> you guys realize this is our third myth in a row from Maryland. Holy shit, it is. Oh. Snally Gaster and Dwayo. Dwayo. Let me hear you say Dwayo. Dwayo. I was singing Dwayo. Dwayo. You say Dwayo. That's what I was singing last time when we finished. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) So anyways, I'm going to be talking about the goat man. Ooh. I was going to do a goat sound, but I realized I don't know. (laughs) Is it going to just be, is this a myth about, about Jim Brewer? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Who's Jim Brewer? He's a comedian. He's a comedian. Oh. He's, he was always famous for doing his little goat things. He's that guy from that always looks high. Uh, that, that, he, that oh, okay. Yeah. That doesn't really narrow it down. Yeah. Was he on SNL for a bit? He was a writer on SNL. Uh, I don't know. I think he was a cast member for a couple of years. Uh, but he was in that, that baked movie or whatever with uh, that... that, that uh, Oh, geez. Dave know. Chappelle movie. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I recognize him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Boy, he does he his goat really thing. He looks really stoned. Right. It's his eyes. He has naturally stoned looking eyes. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, he does this goat thing that is in his stand up that is, yeah, pretty funny, actually. But anyway. Sorry. What's your goat man, Mary? Yeah. I want to hear Mary's goat. All right. Well, my tale comes from. <laughs> Yeah, I was yawning over here. Sorry. My tale comes from Beltsville in Bowie, Maryland. The most popular one and the origin of the story that is usually going around is the goat man is half man and half, well, goat. (laughs) (laughs) And the legend goes... Uh, it was a scientist named Stephen Fletcher, and he was doing DNA experiments at the Be- uh, Beltsville Research Center. Apparently, he was experimenting on goats until one of his experiments backfired. He was mutated and actually became goat-like himself. God, this is a comic book. <laughs> I know. It's a short little myth, too, but it, I thought it was really fun. Now he roams the back roads of Beltsville, but more so around the Fletchertown Road in Bowie, and he attacks cars with his axe, because why not? (laughs) So wait, so the upper half is human and the bottom half is goat, or like it's mixed? Like he's got a goat leg with human... Like he's full on like hairy looking goat guy, Uh huh. but he walks. He's bipedal. Yeah. All right. And he carries an axe. And he carries an axe. Wait a second. Goats have hooves. Yeah, but uh, he's half man, so, so he's, he's got, got some hands. hands. Okay, all right. <laughs> Get on board with that? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> all right. So of course, what's a goat man to do with an axe? You're gonna chase couples who are hanging out at Lovers Lane. Duh. <laughs> 
now there <laughs> I was starting to drool. Sorry. <laughs> there has been one death blamed on him, and that was of a dog named Ginger oh. back in 1971. Apparently, a group of teenage girls had heard strange noises and saw an abnormally large creature the same night that Ginger disappeared. Others who have heard him describe his sounds of squeals, high-pitched yells, and of course, goat noises. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was a that was goat man. <laughs> the other version of the tale is that goat man is actually an old hermit who lives in the woods and walks the back roads and chases away lovers or anyone who gets too close to his bridge home. <laughs> his bridge home? Is he a troll? No. Oh, the Billy Goat's crew. He's a goat man <laughs> slash hermit. He lives in the he lives in the bridge. He's got a bridge. The that's trolls. where goats live. The Billy Goat. No, that's where trolls live. The goats try to cross the bridge because the- they live there <sighs> with the troll. The troll was invading their space. Oh my god! Now Listen, we got property the troll laws going got on here. An axe. This hermit slash goat man does. does. (laughs) So the the troll's like, hey, answer me this riddle. Oh, you got an axe. He's like, come on through, man. Come on through. You can have this. Squatter's rights. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not sure about uh, Maryland (laughs) property laws, but all right. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. That's Maryland, anyways. Oh, I'm not me. too sure about Maryland. <laughs> but Maryland, that's how it works. Maryland. There's goats, all sorts of crazy man. shit in Maryland. <laughs> it's true. There's a whole lot of shit going on. Uh, Lake monsters. Anyway. Sky monsters. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting a dirty fucking look over here when I said lake monsters. Damn. They have lake monsters in Maryland. Yeah. Sure. Anyways. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> there is a show, or I'm sorry, there was a show called Creepy Canada, and they had an episode titled Goatman, Prince George County, Maryland. It's episode three, episode one, and you can find it on YouTube. Hold on. Episode three, episode one? Is sorry. this like her 710 sorry. thing? <laughs> <laughs> I did write episode twice. I wrote this last... Okay, dear listeners, I just want to take a moment <laughs> and tell you I had four myths started and I kept changing them. And then I really wanted to do this um, Jewish one, but I found I fell down the Torah hole. <laughs> and so I'm still researching it. So I wrote this really late. But yes, I did have episode three, episode one. But I meant season three. Episode. And I like episode that it's one. that it's about Canada, but this is not in Canada. No, it's yeah. a Canada show. But it's called Strange Canada, Creepy Canada, or Creepy Canada. Yeah. So I was reading on the the there's three seasons, and it, the premise was all about Canada and the creepiness that's around there and the lore and myth. And all that, but yeah. then it said in season three they opened up to surrounding areas. Ah, uh, because yeah, they ran be out question- of shit. In don't be questioning <laughs> it, Eric. Oh, it's called, it's got Canada in the fucking name. <laughs> okay. It does, not only does it, but it's all about Canada. Right? But Maryland's kind of close to Canada. It's within like 800 miles. So, yes. All right. Fair question. Yes. All right. So, anyways, if you're in that area and you hear this. <laughs> It could be Goatman, or it could be a goat. I was going to say, most likely, it's a 100% chance it's a goat. Hey, hey, like, let's do 50-50. 50-50? Okay, so the Greeks have half human, half goat. This is true. They have centaurs. A centaur, That's not a centaur. A centaur is a half horse and a half human. I heard half... uh, A goat is a, oh, Jesus Christ. The other thing you're thinking of, yes, not a minotaur. Far puck? Are we thinking like Shakespeare puck? puck? Like puck, but no, the Greeks have one. Yeah, the Greeks have one. I I can't remember what the fuck it's called. I thought it was centaur. No, centaur is a a horse. A satyr. A satyr? Yeah. Satyr. 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 Much like cedar. (laughs) Cedar. (laughs) 
Yeah, say Anyways, that's my myth. Hope you hope you liked it. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> that was adorable and weird. Yeah. And, and thank you, Maryland, for having so many weird. Thank you, Maryland. You're welcome. Some weird myths. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm like, people hearing that sound, it's obviously a snallygaster. Obviously. That was obviously Goatman. Oh, man. So it's now obvious. I think we need t-shirts made with our <laughs> our legends from that area. <laughs> the, the Maryland the Maryland trio. <laughs> Goatman, Snallygaster, and the Dayo. Dwayo. Dwayo. Boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say Dwayo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> or what was it? But you guys, there's a lot of fact going into this one. I mean, it has a scientist. It has a research center that's legit. Yes. And it has a name attached to it. Uh Uh-huh. Who's now half man, half goat. (laughs) Like Peter Parker. (laughs) (sighs) Who's half spider, half man. Right. Thus, spider man. It was a radioactive spider. Was it radioactive goat? He was doing he was experiments on, on goats. He, um, Eric, why don't you sing me my South Park song? <laughs> Pig and elephant DNA just won't splice. <laughs> <laughs> but human and goat DNA does. <laughs> How did I know exactly which song you wanted me to sing? Because <laughs> we've been together too long. <laughs> Everybody knows that song by Lover Boy. <laughs> You guys are ridiculous. You love us. I do. I can't stop laughing. (laughs) He's having a giggle fit now. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Thank you, Mary. Goat man. Maryland. All right. Get my game face on here. All right. The village of Longyu, China is known for having what the locals refer to as Bottomless ponds. These are your basic run-of-the-mill pond. I got really excited for bottomless fries. I'm sorry. <laughs> fries? It's dinner time. <laughs> what are we, five guys? <laughs> it is dinner time. <laughs> anyway, these are not. These are your basic run-of-the-mill pond, only pretty damn deep. The locals use the ponds for fishing, washing clothes, and other needs like watering gardens and the such. In 1992, a local man by the name of Wu Anai decided to find out just how deep his pond really was. He convinced some of his neighbors to go in together on buying a high-quality water pump and started draining his pond. Anybody that has ever drained a swimming pool can tell you that it can take a while. Draining a bottomless pond on the other hand can take even longer. That being said, the wait was worth it. What he found when it was all drained several weeks later was a giant dirt hole. Just kidding. <laughs> he found an extremely elaborate man-made cave about 30 meters below ground. So about 100 feet. Mm. Obviously, he and his neighbors were flabbergasted. I just wanted a good excuse to use the word flabbergasted. (laughs) So they did the only logical thing one could do in this situation. They drained all of the surrounding ponds, too. Wouldn't you know it? They also had these massive man-made caves in them as well. 36 of them all in all. Man-made or druid-made? Druids are man. Or underground tunnels. (laughs) Druids are people. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Uh, yeah. Druids were Celts, I believe, or something. They, they, they were human. Okay, well, I meant the aliens. Druids are <laughs> <Lizards>. priests. <basically. laughs> uh, were druids like Celtic priests? Yeah, I thought they were, but now I'm confused. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Are we talking about <clears throat> underground tunnels, perhaps? We're, <clears throat> well, <laughs> now these aren't just some 10-foot-long caves. Nope. These caves, while not connected to each other but separated by incredibly thin walls, total about 30,000 square meters. Almost 1 million cubic meters of siltstone was removed to form these caves that were made with expert craftsmanship. In fact, there are absolutely no signs of construction since they were carved out so precisely. Oh, and did I mention that they were made about 2,200 years ago? Ooh, snap. That part has been scientifically proven. As to why or by whom, 
Nobody knows. A project of this undertaking would have taken about 1,000 laborers working day and night over six years to excavate. And that's not even taking into consideration the time taken to work on the artistic qualities of the caves. Each wall is intricately carved with lines from floor to ceiling that are evenly spaced at about a 40 degree angle. Large pillars were carved out to support the ceilings. Even the pillars are beautiful and have images of a horse, a fish, and a bird carved into them. There are small pools cut into the floors and bridges going over them. Perfectly carved steps and benches are plentiful. Again, everything in there is carved from the stone. Something of this scale would have to have been done by the emperor, but there is no record of anything like this in any records from the emperors. Plus, there's the question of why were they built? Some have theorized that they were made as tombs, but there were absolutely no artifacts or bones found there. And for that matter, there weren't even any fish bones found. Remember that these were caves below ponds that were drained. Others have theorized that they were designed as a palace. Again, no artifacts were found in the caves, but also a palace would most likely have the different rooms connect somehow. You have to remember that each of these caves, or grottos if you will, are completely independent from its neighbors, even though they literally share walls with each other. In some cases, those walls are as thin as 20 inches thick. But they remain consistent throughout, including the leveling of the floors, even though there are no doorways or windows to see the other rooms, to use as a point of reference. At no point did they accidentally break through a wall while constructing one of the caves. The methods for this type of engineering were a millennia ahead of their time. Plus, most of this was done with just torchlight, since sunlight does not reach a good chunk of the caves. All of the caves are extremely similar to each other in their dimensions and layout, and some of them are actually identical to each other. Because the grottos are underground and have been underwater for the last however long, they were not exposed to the elements that above-ground structures like this have to deal with. Thus, the grottos are still in pristine condition. Visitors are able to come to the caves, but only one of them is open to the public in order to protect them, because people are stupid. <laughs> so, how or why these grottos were ever painstakingly built, we may never know. People building things underground is a pretty old phenomenon, though. Supposedly, there's an underground labyrinth with more than 300 rooms somewhere in Egypt, but it is yet to be found. Located about 50 miles south of Sicily, Italy, lies the tiny island nation of Malta. What it lacks in size, it makes up for in history. One of the cooler things on the island is a nondescript hole in the ground. Okay, that's not fair. The hole in the ground is actually a small entrance into a huge three-level subterranean building known as Hal Safliani Hypogeum. At about 6,000 years old, it is the only known underground structure from the Bronze Age. The exact purpose of the hypogeum is unknown, but it is believed that it may have been used as a sanctuary for an oracle, as well as a burial chamber with spaces for funerary rites. Made from existing caves in the area, the ancient Maltese excavated them into beautiful oblong chambers with carved-out alcoves. The first level is most likely where the funerary processions began. The second level is by far the most interesting, though. This is most likely where the bulk of the ritual activity took place. One of the rooms has been dubbed the Oracle Room, because it, because it was most likely used by the Oracle to give his sermons. Why? Well, this room is so acoustically insane that it would amplify the speaker's voice up to 100 times louder and change the tone of the voice as well. The strange thing is that it only works with men that can speak at a certain hertz level that women are not capable of hitting. The bottom level has five small alcoves, about five meters in diameter, that were used as mass graves with bodies just stacked on top of each other. Again, how something of this scale was ever accomplished is beyond mind-boggling, considering the tools that were available to them at the time. 
So how or why okay, this was built? It's yes. called Draconians, not Druids. And oh. that is how, the how. The Draconians brought their alien technology. They <laughs> live underground. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Janine. <laughs> you could like literally hear that eye roll. <laughs> Uh no, I couldn't even ex- express enough emotion to roll my eyes when you said that. Um, oh. wow, uh, draconian. Draconian. That sounds like Star Trek. Or sounds like draconian noir. Or they're reptoids. <laughs> reptoids. Yes. The draconian. Yes. Wait, isn't draconian like an old law? The draconian law. I don't I know. I I had draconian wrong. It was uh, it wasn't draconian. Or it wasn't it was, druid. It, well, oh, it wasn't druid. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm like you're draconian. so you're confusing me. I've just stopped. Yeah, <laughs> Janine, you're hurting my brain right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> anyway, that concludes my mystery. So, yay! That is our episode here today, guys. It was really good. That's interesting. Those underwater. Or underground ponds. Right? The caves under I was there? looking at pictures when you were talking about They're beautiful, about, right? They are. They're cr- and they're huge. They were obviously used for something. Right. Yeah, there's theories that were they there to store an army in? Because they really are fucking huge. But then they're like, well, fucking why? Yeah. <laughs> you know? How are, they, how are they going to get out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's almost like they're giant apartments underground, these these buildings are. They're, they're And they're immaculately carved mm-hmm. it's, it's insane how much earth they had to move and plus the earth is nowhere around there that was taken out of it yeah no i saw on the the satellite pictures yeah it's not like it was moved anywhere or anything or you know it like dumped outside the holes or anything it was taken somewhere else so that was another thing was it used for excavation but fucking why would you carve all the shit out of there if you're yeah. excavating it that far down under earth or whatever and go to that level of detail on everything it, it's insane yeah the, the what the china one is crazy though the, the the hypogeum though is also insane mm-hmm. this thing is huge when you look at the all these the it's all underground and it's three fucking levels like stairways going down to the next level and everything all these neat little oblong rooms you would never know that they were just caves they were carved out to be just uh, immaculately beautiful and at six thousand years old that's just bonkers you know truly a mystery crazy yeah lizard people <laughs> just saying if janine's listening <laughs> <laughs> the the Draculas were there or something. I don't remember. The Draconians. Okay. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode, everybody. So real quickly, remember to send out your bloody Valentines if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. This is the last episode on SoundCloud. Yep. Fare thee well, SoundCloud. Check out Podbean and the app. Yes. Podbean. P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Exactly. That's our new hosting service. But you're still able. Everybody that's been listening outside of SoundCloud has been listening to us just fine. We've been on the Podbean thing for a while. So iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn and FM and all the other fun stuff that you guys are listening to us on, you continue to. So it's just not going on SoundCloud any longer after this episode. So we'll we'll keep it up on this this one here, this particular episode on SoundCloud for like a week. And then I'm probably going to take it down, take everything down. So, uh, and of course, again, the promo code for Moonbeam Wax, Mary? M-M-M-Cow. Yes. And what was their website? It is Moonbeams Wax Melts. M-E-L-T-Z. Dot com. <laughs> not dot org. They're not an organization. Or no gov. One's- <laughs> <laughs> I, I know nobody said that. I just wanted to throw that in there. You're special. I am. Okay. I believe you promised us bottomless fries. Uh, uh, no, there was no. Pro- what? <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you. <laughs> Say goodbye, girls. Bye. Bye.